0: Hey parents, last week I was sharing with you all a little bit about my experience of the heat bubble that really overtook the Pacific Northwest region here in the United States. And I wanted to give you a little update on how all that worked out, because when I recorded the podcast, we were, uh, I think it was Sunday, so we were partway through, we hadn't really hit the worst of it yet. So... Overall, I'd say our experience was really positive. You know, my daughter really loved sleeping in the basement, and she chose to continue to do so for a while. We had the best beach day that we've ever had as a family. We spent a lot of time at my parents' house, and we went to the mall so my daughter could get her ears pierced. And it was just a nice, cool place to take a break from the heat. We had a lot of adventures and we made some really good memories, which is exactly what I was aiming for. But that said, we still experienced 115 degree heat. It got up to 93 degrees in the main part of our house on Monday. And that kind of heat does take a physical toll. By Tuesday, we were all tired. I had a headache. And I've required much more sleep than I expected, more than I normally do. And you may not know this about me. I have Hashimoto's, so rest is something that I prioritize for myself in order to feel my best. And really, that all brings me to what I want to share with you this week. And that's that cultivating awareness of what's going on in your body And learning to listen to the signals your body is sending you is just as important as understanding what's going on in your brain. I talk a lot about mindset and understanding how your thoughts are playing into your experiences. But I'm also a yoga teacher, and I'm very aware of the power that our bodies have to speak to us. And so we've really got to pay attention to both sides of the coin. If you live in a culture that prioritizes action and getting things done, like in the United States, it's often easier to ignore your body and to just push through. It's what we're taught. It's hard to slow down enough to listen. It feels lazy We're supposed to be able to handle it. We're supposed to be able to push through. And a lot of us have this general sense that we can relax once we're caught up. These are just a few of the cultural lies that often get internalized and prevent us from listening to our body's messages. But our bodies need to be heard. If we don't listen, if we don't give ourselves permission to slow down, to rest, our bodies eventually force us to. When we refuse to rest, we eventually crash. And a lot of times we crash hard. When that happens, it takes longer to recover than it would if we just listened to our bodies along the way. And that's all pretty straightforward. Here's the thing though, if you try to slow down All of those lies that you've internalized about resting are going to pop up the second you do. You're going to feel like you're being lazy if you stop to take a nap, even if your body is screaming for it. You're going to struggle to shut off your to-do list. It's going to make rest time less restful. You have to actively give yourself permission to slow down. And this requires some work. It requires work because your brain really believes the lies that your culture has told it, right? Your brain really believes that slowing down is lazy or that you're going to miss out or fall behind. It's not enough to say, it's fine. I'm giving myself permission to do it. You can tell yourself that, but your brain still believes that you're being lazy or neglectful. You have to address those thoughts, the thoughts that make it hard to slow down, to do this in the first place. One of the best ways that I know of to do this is to ask yourself how the opposite might be true. So if your brain is telling you that you're lazy for sleeping in or for taking a nap, How could it be true that taking a nap is the best thing for your productivity? If your brain is telling you you're neglectful for tending to your needs rather than spending time with your kids, and this is a super common one with parents that I talk to and that I work with, how could it be true that making sure you are rested is actually the best thing you could do for your children? Ask yourself, and then make yourself answer. Grab a notebook, write it down. Show yourself how slowing down and resting is the best thing, and that it's going to have a positive impact, not a negative one. And then go take a nap. Now, if you're feeling stuck on this, here's some thoughts that help me. I'm less reactive when I'm rested. Listening to my body and taking time to rest is a skill I want to model for my family. When I do it, it gives them permission to do it too. And finally, the more time I spend paying attention to my body, the more quickly I'm able to notice I'm feeling dysregulated. That means I can keep myself more grounded and I can start to teach my child to do the same. There really are so many benefits to slowing down. I hope that this has given you something to think about over the next week, especially if you're feeling run down or stressed. What does your body need from you right now? And what's standing in between you and giving yourself full permission to act on that. I hope you have an amazing restful week and I will catch you in the next episode. Listen, if you're enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd take a few minutes to leave a review. It'll help other parents find the podcast and more importantly, it'll help more grown-ups see their kids' sensitivity as the strength it truly is.